You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. Obama's failure, of course, with you know, Merrick Garland and all and all that, letting letting Mitch McConnell just steal a Supreme Court uh, justice. Fucking Trump has nominated one third of the court. A one term president that didn't even win the popular vote. Nominated one third of the court. Mike. You think Congress exists? You go to your history class, you're 13 years old, you're 16 years old. Oh, what is this? There's three branches of government, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. Now, the legislative, I don't care what the fuck they tell you about the legislative branch. It doesn't do shit. It does not exist. And Scott. I would like to thank you, since you haven't thanked me for standing up at your wedding. I would like to thank you for setting my future plans to buy a house and live my life back six months wow dude thanks for setting me back six months welcome to the is it safe talk show it's episode 64 just in case you were wondering where we're at and uh, 64 uh, that's a good number luke mm-hmm. scott michael uh what do you guys think of when you think of the number 64 does anything come to mind 16 times four I was thinking it's something to do with maybe home runs, but I'm not even sure I can verify that. The $64,000 question. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. 64 means very little to me, but except that's actually a good one, Scott. <laughs> uh, either way, uh, we're, we're live here doing our thing. Is it safe pod at gmail.com? Uh, I have to sign in. Why can't I? Why do they kick me out? Hey, somebody type in the password. What do you guys know the password? Put it in the private chat here. Because I, I f- some reason I get kicked out of my Google way too often. I got so many Google accounts. And do you have when I'm uh, switching between verification? Accounts. Do you have two step verification set up? On my own personal one, I do. Yeah. So mm. wonder if that's but not it. for this. Not for not for is it safe? But what it is is because I have so many goddamn accounts, and when I'm switching between the YouTube accounts. Because I have to put different shows up for four different podcasts, or at least the three ones I do on YouTube, I accidentally will scroll down and accidentally hit log out, and it logs out all of the accounts, not just the one you're in, and that just sucks. So it's a silly, silly, annoying Dude, the, little piece the, of information. The, pass, the password is is Joe Biden twenty twenty exclamation point. Let's just cut right to the chase. Is I'm that right? <laughs> oh. Joe Biden. Oh, no. Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden's in our password. So. Uh, I think I know what it is. I'm going to give ho- a shot. I, way, I hope uh, you do. You did send. Hold on. You why? sent it via. via te- no, I was just going to say like, oh, God, it, it. I'm signed out, too. I was literally signed into it yesterday. I was reading the emails. Oh, we're talking about emails. Really? Let me see if I can get into this motherfucker. <laughs> This is a sizzling start to the show, yeah. Yeah, this is a killer. Yeah, this is fucking... This is fantastic. Uh, You guys enjoying the show so far? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, there's nothing more compelling than a podcast where a bunch of dingleberries look for the password to send them to their... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. I think I I have it. You ready? I'm going to fire it over to you. You want to put it in the private chat? Here it comes. We got a private chat here for those of you who wonder how it works between us how? on the actual show. 
this is how the sausage is made. Now you just, just everyone, just be, be patient. Wow, dude. Yeah, everyone, calm down, maintain. We're here live to talk about. Oh, see, oh, that's the difference. Okay, I just got it. it. I was off by one year. I was off by one year. I should have tried that. Yes. Yes, it was Joe. It was. It was Joe Biden, 1992, exclamation point, was the password. There it is. Yep, we're good. We're in. Thank you, Scott. It was off by one year. Sometimes that happens. Okay, so we got a couple of emails that we'll go through shortly. Momentarily, we will speak about your emails on the Is It Safe podcast, also known as the Is It Safe talk show, also known as Is It Safe Go Team Go, and any other monikers or aliases that we have. Mm-hmm. We don't? That's yeah. it? What? Uh Aliases, monikers. I, I I drifted for a second. What the heck are you talking hey! about? Hey, hello, oh my God. So uh, we were just talking about. I had to go to the hospital yesterday, and I actually went to the hospital twice, three times over the last week. Last week was for my brother working that shit out, and fortunately he's uh, free now, and he's in a hospital in Michigan, which is good news. I guess. Oh, great. I don't know if it is or not. To be honest with you, uh, but that's his business, not mine. So I'll keep that out. But I had to go to the hospital yesterday because I hurt myself playing softball last Thursday, and I thought it was a chest injury or a pectoral muscle issue, but it looks like I was wrong because I woke up yesterday with sharp pain every time I took a breath, and that's awful. That is an awful feeling. You're like, ah, ah, and you want to, like, take a full breath, and you can't, and, you know, that actually does induce panic, so I can see why people drown so quickly when they drown because they start panicking, and they can't breathe, and it's over. So, that was not cool. But, that's, uh... you know, I'm, I'm no worse for the wear. I went to the hospital, and they actually treated me quite well. Shocking, positive experience. This is an ER that's like a mile away, but it's kind of not there for some reason. It doesn't look like a full complex with a campus, with a hospital, with hundreds of buildings. It's just one building that's not an urgent care. It's an actual ER that's like a offshoot satellite of Garden City Hospital. And I was like, oh, my God, I'd never seen this place. I'd never heard of it. And there wasn't a single person waiting in the waiting room. I got taken right in, right away. I didn't even sit down for five minutes. It was amazing. Shocking. Completely that shocking. is shocking. I know it's shocking, right? Are, I mean, are you going American. to be... You're, you're going to be charged for it, right? No, everything's fine. Come on, right? Well, no, yeah, just uh, anybody listening to this that's in, uh, in Michigan, there are free clinics. One of them is called HUDA, H-U-D-A. It's at Jefferson yeah. and Rosa Parks Boulevard, so... Anybody that well, I'll that just have needs. him speak to my attorney. Yeah, yeah, I'll but I'll get my uh, my medical bills attorney on that. Well, the, the story, the story we that I had here too for you could speak with my aforementioned attorney. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my experience was I went to went to an ER and the doctor that was there who fixed up my finger. I cut my I cut my finger with like a giant serrated bread knife. And wow, dude. Oh, that, was, that was the bagel incident, huh? Ooh, that was the bagel. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that really happened. Bagel, great bagel incident yeah. of 2021. <laughs> bagel apocalypse. Had to miss. Uh, and, had to miss Sunday. Had to miss a game. That must have been tough for you. Yeah, yeah, it was tough actually. I was really bummed out. And yeah, the guy that the guy that like stitched me up, he was he was amazing. Just super smart, and you know, seemed like a very like minded fellow. And he was like. He was like, just if you ever, if you ever need like just free healthcare, go straight to this clinic. And they're all, it's run by like 100% by volunteers. 
So no one's going to be price gouging anyone. So just. As a- and if that doesn't work, you just either try to try to fix it yourself or ignore it. Those are other good options. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Or yeah, yeah. for yeah. people who don't have money or health care, those are those are some good options. for you. You're saying they're <laughs> volunteers. I, I just don't believe that. Nobody works for free. Nobody in this town works without a retainer, guys. It's just that's not the thing. It it's, it's, it's actually one of the few examples that are that's pretty clear when it comes to the, the failures of the incentive system in capitalism is that doctors are not always doctors are just not always incentivized by money. They actually do want to help, which is why it's, you know, it's a goddamn crime that so many doctors have to go out of state to get big paying job to pay off their freaking student loans, et cetera. They, a lot of doctors actually care. Uh, I would say most probably do. And the ones that stay in areas like this, you suspect the ones that stay in areas like this, where there's a community that has a high need, they, you know, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do with their lives. That's what they dedicated themselves to. That's what they care about. So this happens to be an example of that is in this town. Well, think about it. Uh, Sounds like a good can, reputation, actually. Can, a reputable can you, place. Can you put together, like, I don't know, 30 doctors that actually care enough to volunteer their time? Yeah, I feel like that's pretty reasonable. But after the shit you tried to pull today, you can bet I'll be looking into you. Yeah, I'll be looking into it further. Check it out. It's going to be a, a useful place for you if you live in the Detroit area, if you're looking for free health care, which we all do. And, you know, it would have been like a 20-minute drive for me. It would have been too bad, but... Uh, I didn't go either. I probably should have gone. You're right. I'm going to be stuck. I got an x-ray done and, you know, they plucked shit into me and they ran a bunch of lab tests. But uh, I'm going to get out of it because I've learned if you get at it and be aggressive and assertive with your medical bills right after it's happening. There's a, It happens so often now that there's a whole department for every hospital where they deal with you who can't pay and mm-hmm. they will basically help you get it paid for. But you have to be proactive if you just sit there. Mm-hmm. And you don't contact them, then it will screw you. But I have found over the last five to ten years, it's a little bit more easier to get your medical bills, at least at ERs, like written off or removed. It is possible. But I will say, you can't just sit there. Yes, I do. I do concur. I've had medical bills, large parts of medical bills, waived either because I was proactive and said, this is what I can give you. I can, I can pay this thirty seven hundred dollar bill. $35 at a time. Yeah, no one's expecting much. Oh, cool. This guy's giving us $35 at a time or whatever. And I've had yeah. medical bills uh, disappear. MRI, you know, bills that just kind of evaporated. So I don't know. If wow. you have a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Given how long it takes them to send a bill and actually like, you know, make contact with you. Uh, who's it's to kinda, say those have evaporated? I mean, those you may have just moved, and they're like trying to find your ass right now. <laughs> it's sort of akin to when you get a tax bill from the city of Detroit from 2016. <laughs> like, yeah, you actually owe us 447, dollars and they're like, do it. Cool. Like six years, six years on, you're asking me for this. And that, yeah. I don't know. They don't. Yeah. They don't really. They don't even have legal. They don't even have legal uh, resources to come get you. So it's like, all right, fine, <laughs> come you find just me. Kinda, <laughs> you kinda just, you probably owes you money, huh? 
kick him 25 bucks here and there and everything everything shakes out in the end don't forget that you're gonna die that's how you have to deal with your debt don't forget that you're going to die and your debt you know you're not gonna get in your account it didn't do too well it's gone (laughs) i like to i like to talk to anybody that calls me from like let's say a hospital like looking for money or like the irs i <laughs> i like to give them long stories and ask them like so many questions i just they're exhausted and they're like okay fine uh almost all of those conversations end up with okay fine what can you pay <laughs> and that's this is america usually... you don't make money you're a fucking douchebag now what you gonna do <laughs> yeah you're like i can give you i can give you 20 bucks right now i got my credit card ready yep and and John, you, you pretty much summed up our our relationship to you know just having to pay our bills in general. Just you got to be if you're not hyper vigilantly dedicated to responding to these things every second of the day, uh, someone is going to just bend you over and take advantage of you. So pay your, I really pay your rent, the money. Pay your rent. Pay your mortgage. Pay your your t- your uh, utilities. Pay for your car. And I love those utilities. Pay for food and and beverage, and other than that, treat everything else as I'll, I'll get to you if I have time. I'm going to put you on hold. And <laughs> oh, student loans? Oh, you want student loan money? I'll put you on hold. We've been over that. Uh, hang on. Obviously, that's that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> it's like when Kramer is dodging the cable company, and he exactly just puts them on hold. <laughs> and there's actual music that's playing. It puts him on hold and just puts the phone down and leaves his apartment. <laughs> Burden no, of proof, baby. Time off work. Burden of proof. Can't take the time off work. Yeah, my power went out again yesterday. Uh, we were going to do the show yesterday. For those of you that have been waiting for a new episode, which we try to do every week on Tuesdays. So it starts on Tuesdays usually. That's our goal date to do the show every Tuesday. Luke had something, so we pushed it to Wednesday. And then I went to the hospital yesterday, and I didn't feel like I'd be up to it. But then I rallied. I'm like, you know what? Okay, we can knock it out. But then... Three minutes before you're supposed to go live like this. The power went out in my house, which is literally like the 12th time it's happened in just under two years. These fucking people. Yeah, I know it's shocking, but DT Energy, it was just raining. They thought, hey, let's do some work on this right now. Maybe do it. If you're going to do some work, you know, maybe do it in a, a different time of day when maybe, I don't know, maybe there is no time of day where it's convenient to have your power off, so I can't even give it to them. But they were supposedly trying to improve a situation which has been the origin of every fucking power outage in this little area, the square mile. It's over here at Levan and Plymouth, locally where I live. I've seen them over there. I got pictures going back to last year, video from last year at the same spot. They're up there in their little buckets working on something, (laughs) and it's the same area. Again, again, there's no trees directly in that spot either, so it's not a branch situation. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow, dude. It's fucked up. It's annoying as hell, and it was back on a couple hours later, so it wasn't like a massive inconvenience, but it's just exhausting, man. And, you know, John Oliver did his little thing on utility companies the other night, which was a great Great episode because this is a universal issue. It turns out DTE might not even be in the top five scummiest of utility companies in the country when you look at Pacific Gas. I mean, they're fucking hell on earth over there, what they're doing in California and other places. It's just shit. Oh, yeah, PG&E. Yeah, that was was like... It's... It's par for the they were responsible for a rough. fire a day, Luke. That's what he said in that episode. They basically were responsible for a fire a day over like a year and a half. 
Yeah, and on average, like on average, yeah, there's so many. Bonkers. They start so many fires. Not to mention they they've actually destroyed communities with those fires, and people have died. And are there any other institutions other than, let's say, the CIA and the FBI, where you can accept so much, so much life loss, and still let them exist? Fucking right, dude. It's a joke. It's a scam. And we all sit here and take it just like we all sit here and take it, even though we're all pissed individually, but we just don't know how to like unite and organize. And it also seems like a burden. Like what if I started a Facebook group or something? Hey, we're anti DTE. People might join it, but they're not going to do anything beyond that. It seems Mike, like mm-hmm. so. You, you're you're absolutely getting to something that like has been driving me nuts lately is this like reinvigoration of this argument about who is. Who is supposed to do any of this kind of stuff? Uh, it's fairly easy. It could be it could be designed exactly like the Tennessee Valley Authority. That is that's actually working, and that is probably I think it is the most uh, reliable energy infrastructure in the country. It's also it's also the one that phenomenal cosmic power. It's one that people are most satisfied with as well, and it could easily be done that way across the country for maybe we do it through regions maybe you do it state by state whatever but it's it is a way that uh this whole thing can be can be redesigned and it's not that complicated to actually do that but what you say is is so important because when it comes to every single thing that is turning the planet into a fucking you know just fireball uh it's it's always up to us, right? It's always up to the individual. Mm-hmm. You, do you have to recycle? Did you not recycle? Oh, I, I didn't recycle. But you know your neighbor's not recycling. You know the, the neighbor on the other side is not recycling. You're the only one on the block that's like keeping the country or keeping the planet from like turning into a ball of flames. It's insane. It should never be the, the individual's responsibility to what boycott a company, do do something that's environmentally responsible, whatever it might be. Yeah. This, this, form, this shit needs form a fucking union, uh, whatever it is. Sitting with yeah. the scumbags, telling jokes. Yeah, nationalize this shit. Be done with it. It's a fucking utility, man. It, it's not that complicated. I, I'm, and, I'm sick of, I'm sick of like having these debates with people. It's not that complicated. That it the, just needs to be bought and taken over by the by the and, government. And the goal of the the bill always showing up on time. That's one thing you can count on is that your fucking bill will be there in your lap reliably on the first or the 15th of the month. And you can count on that shit and you're not going to get any kickback. You're not going to get uh you're not going to get $6 and 75 cents cut off of your utility bill <laughs> because you didn't have, you didn't have, uh, like electricity. We don't have the power. Apparently hey, they've got all the power, but we actually do have the power. We just, it's hard for us to, put it all together yeah i mean you're never getting those costs recouped you can go you can go anywhere after your power goes out what do you have to do you you had to leave your house go somewhere else to try to get power if you've got a real 
project or an assignment that you got to work on, if you were at work, for instance, you work from home, you've got to go find a freaking Starbucks. Which is now you got to pay for, I know, coffee's not that expensive. You got to pay for coffee. You got to sit in that freaking place. You, you're, you're out of your element. You're, yeah. They're gonna, they're coffee, charging, a cup of coffee is $12 now, Luke. Didn't you yeah, hear? That's true. And they charge you, they're charging you for, they're always going to charge you for a full month. I wonder, I wonder if you were to add up all those days where power is out across the country, how much money that really comes out to might be eight, $10 a person, but that inconvenience is terrible. And yeah, of course they're getting their, they're getting their full payment. That's the, those are the little pinches that drive people to insanity. This is another one. How about this? This is not related, but kind of, when you pay for all of these services, the Netflixes and the fucking Criterion, HBO, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you pay for them and then you are given language like free to me. Here's what's streaming free for you. It's these little subtleties like I pay for Netflix and then they turn around and tell me what they're giving me for free no bro nothing is free like i pay for this please stop belittling me and telling me that you're giving me free content for something that i pay for those are the little fucking mind tricks that all of these mega corporations and these conglomerates play on you and it's it's ridiculous and no one everyone's like oh wow oh here's a free movie on netflix but again see the flow chart bill arrives on the first or the 15th of the month and then you're they have the fucking audacity to tell you that something is free for you want me to punch inside your face for free it's kind of hilarious <laughs> that a, a company so so roundly and universally hated as spirit airlines has basically established the model for literally every other industry Mm-hmm. got the flight you know you bought the ticket you got the flight oh got to pay for your seat do you want an aisle seat you want a window seat those are <laughs> i hope you didn't expect to bring luggage on your flight oh you did all right well so that's oh. about 100 that's 100 bucks and and so on and so forth this is i mean the way they break up it, it's an, it's insane oh you, yeah you wanted to breathe you wanted to breathe on the flight well oxygen is 4.99 an hour <laughs> and with a straight face you're gonna tell students that america is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom canada has freedom japan has freedom i don't believe that that sounds like more propaganda don't try to bullshit me aaron sorkin uh yeah so you know we all know your company sucks. Your utility company sucks wherever you are, wherever you're hearing this right now. And we feel for you. We relate to it and we wish you all the best as you try to trudge forward in this chaos known as 2022. Uh, 2022. I mean, we're almost halfway point of the year. How's this year shaping out? What's your guys' instant analysis on 2022 so far? Any thoughts? <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, a solid, uh, solid reaction. That's not good. Trending in the wrong direction for us, us here in the in the middle. <laughs> this is oh, a so sad. like that. That is the that's the one question that has definitely tipped the hand to everybody that listens. That we don't 
really prepare that well for this show. Oh, really? How, what if everyone <laughs> found out about it? You just revealed our truth. Everyone! Now everyone knows. Man, how's 22 going for you, Michael? Uh, it's not been great. It's not been terrible either, though. It's just kind of in the middle. Somewhat disappointing. Uh, it's been a struggle financially, so... Actually, 2022 has been pretty rough. Now I'm starting to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, from yeah, a personal actually, level. Yeah. Now it yeah. sucks, actually, now that I'm giving it some thought. Yeah, there's been a lot of <laughs> personal strife this year, challenges and chaos. And that is not good. And then I look at myself within the overall context of the world I live in. And you look around and things, they don't seem to be changing. Because they never will change. I mean, we... That Carlin bit we played on the show recently, it's how it is. It's always the same thing. DTE and all the companies that are like DTE, a corporation thrives on the fact that they're already fully formed, organized, and realized. They don't have to rally the troops to get together because it's all built into their structure. So that's a massive inherent advantage for any entity, whether it's a corporation or a or a government even, or a offshoot of that. These things that exist are ready to go they know how to roll out a plan like uh, amazon's endless propaganda against unions see they're already organized unions have to organize against that and that's harder so that means mm -hmm. they're already at a massive disadvantage looking upwards you know i i gotta laugh today because i saw did you see this scott about how jimbo fisher went the head coach at texas a&m he went right head to head with the king the man the legend the evil empire himself nick saban the evil bastard known as Nick Saban. And now they're having a war of words publicly about <laughs> who's the more ethical and responsible coach. Eh, that's a terrible place. You don't want to go down that road. You don't want to have one SEC college football coach trying to stand on the ethical ground versus another SEC football coach. That is so absurd. And when I saw Jimbo Fisher's response to Mr. Saban today, I was like, oh, this is this is cool to see someone standing up to Saban because he is a King Kong prick and a massive narcissist, which was cool that Jimbo Fisher said that about him. But to say, go look at Saban and what he's done, <laughs> that's dangerous ground because you're going to just open up a world of chaos for yourself, Jimbo Fisher. Don't do it. Don't get into a war words publicly about a massively corrupt situation already in college football, which uh, anybody, know. and I put, I tweeted this an hour ago before we went on the air that anybody who's in the top 1% or even the top 5% of their profession, they've got things they've done that they do not want you to know about. It doesn't matter if it's college football, uh, oil and gas, any of these professions, even uh, a noble profession, it seems healthcare, healthcare companies or hospitals, the people who run them shits, they don't want you to know about a lot of things they've done to get to the point they're at and the sacrifices they made, not for themselves, but the sacrifices of other people's lives, possibly, money at the very least, and other things of that nature. So, yeah, I guess this year's been kind of a, a disappointment so far. Maybe, maybe the silver lining is that I want to believe we're trending in a more honest direction. And as the world falls apart and we all feel disenfranchised and disillusioned and disconnected, it is at those moments that we feel more, you know, willing to just tell our truth and say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm fucking poor or I can't I can't uh, buy this concert ticket or hey you're fucking lying or I, I don't know I just want I want all of this chaos 
to manifest itself in more honesty. And so hopefully hard truth tonight. Hopefully we're all facing hard truths and maybe people rich, poor, middle class and otherwise are just Come clean, you bastards. Tough out there. Billy Joel's tough. Listen to how painful this is for Billy. His life has been tough. It's not been easy to be an alcoholic. You know, to have the world at your feet. It gets harder every year. Hang in there, Billy. Love you. Tell everyone how you feel. Jimbo, Billy, and otherwise. (laughs) What a load of shit. Well, absolute fucking shit. So, anyways, that's the two cents on that. Let's get to the emails right quick so we can get these over with. Uh, Let me do. Can email the show? Hold on, hold on. Let me do a quick. uh, Oh, oh boy. Yeah, the segment. The segment for me now. I'm going to call it uh, uh, "Correct the Wreck." Wreck. Correct the wreck. All right. Cool. Double on time. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta do this uh, for our buddy Dave, who who emailed us in, in total good faith. And I completely, I, I realized a second after, after we had talked about it, it was a little bit off on how I was interpreting what he was saying. He was talking about how uh, Sanders Trump would have completely exposed all the, the jokers in this country. And I think he's, he's totally right. Uh, the way I kind of took it last week was uh, somehow the, like, comparing the two as if they were the same that's not what he was getting at and i actually know this because he and i've had this conversation in the past anyways uh china literally a trump v sanders uh, election season would have been incredibly illuminating for this country i think that would have been a good thing for this country and i think sanders would have won i think ultimately it would have been incredibly good for this country but here we are and I think that that debate would have been absolutely worth worth our time and would have been super fucking entertaining. Would have been incredible. I built a Watch. net worth of more than $10 billion. I have a great, great company. I employ thousands of people. Yep. So I had to say that. I had to get that, you know, get that off my chest, uh, kind of clear the air there. You know, in I just realized in the truth, and being transparent and fair. Grab him by the pussy. We <laughs> we don't have enough Sanders. We don't have any Sanders drops. I got if we're gonna do Trump drops, we gotta have Bernie Sanders drop. So I'll make sure for next time. Because you know, he's pretty funny when he talks anyways, too. Let's not deny that. You know, he's he tried to do good things, but he ended up becoming like well, this happens anywhere in the public sphere. You say so much about the one percent all the time and billionaires, and it got exploited for laughs, which it should, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that's what's fair is fair, but there actually was truth and meaning behind what he was saying. That's the sad part. I mean, it's just always hilarious to hear any old Jew being angry about anything. That is exactly. I mean, exactly. I I mean that yes. in, in you are totally earnest. Uh, I love it. I would listen to just an angry Jewish man at any any venue anywhere. Just tell me <gasps> tell me stories. Just tell me stories. Tell me stories about government. going to the DMV. What's it like I being at the Secretary of State? How annoyed were you? Because they have a oh, way of God. describing. They have a way of describing their. You're not even doing the Jew voice, and you're Jewish. <laughs> oh, I'm just an old decrepit man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most articulate. It is the most articulate 
level of complaint you'll ever hear in your life. And I love it. I didn't grow up with like old Jews, so I missed out on that experience. I it know. wasn't put into my, you know, my CPU, my neural net processor early on. So I missed out. Sucks. I had a chance and, to be exposed and sponge yeah. that shit up, and I didn't get that. Not cool. I'm still pissed could, about it. Also, you know what Bernie is incredibly good at is essentially just oh, getting, he's got no fucking time left he's like getting to the point as fast as humanly possible and i think he speaks a lot of sense to a lot of people doesn't matter what part of the spectrum you're on it's hard to argue it's hard to argue literally anything he's i think the biggest arguments that actually come up are the ones where his actual policy proposals don't quite go far enough i think that's it basically you can't really argue with him about any of his regular policy ideas they're all pretty much common sense mm -hmm. i mean come on the complaint yourself bernie yeah and the complaint and argument that i hear all the time from people in the healthcare field will be like, well, we don't want Medicare for all. Medicare is not a great system. It's like, that's not the point. That's not what he is saying. He's saying healthcare for everybody. He's not specifically saying the way the actual, the actual institution is run at this moment should be just universalized across the board. He's just saying everybody should have healthcare. Anyhow, moving on. No, it's two or three words. What would define your campaign? Standing up to the billionaire class. Billionaires. 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 I am not a billionaire. Millionaires. 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 Millionaires and billionaires at the same time. Millionaires and billionaires. 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 Billionaires and millionaires. Billionaires. Millionaires too. Billionaires. 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 And billionaires. Just the billionaire class. Billionaire class. Billionaire class. Luke's not laughing. Luke's very sad. He's so disappointed because it's so painful. Billionaire class. Millions of people who will tell the billionaire class enough is enough. You better get some billionaires. A small number of billionaires. Dominated by billionaires. The billionaires may be too powerful. Billionaire, 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 billionaires, 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 multi billionaires, 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 billions of dollars, five billion dollars, twenty billion dollars, over a hundred billion dollars from a handful, a handful, a handful, a handful of billionaires, 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 billionaires. Was, uh, I feel just like under two I, minutes of billionaires. I feel like the most, just the <laughs> the most dedicated heckler, just completely disrupted my entire thought process. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, where, where oh. was I? What the hell's going on? It's oh, it's when uh, it's when the pilot shows up when Jerry's doing his Jerry's doing his stand up routine, and it's like she tells him oh, that yeah. the, pi the pilot's going <laughs> to be in the audience, and he's like, I don't care about the pilot, and then he can't stop thinking about the pilot. Yep, that's right. Wow, dude. Oh, that was fun. Okay. Well, hey, we're, we're about equal opportunity here. We want everyone to know that we represent everyone equally. If we're going to play Trump drops, we got to do some Bernie drops. Uh, you're also, that's well, fun. at this point now, we're missing the uh, rent is too damn high guy. 
rent is too damn high, guy. Okay, I'll have to add that one, too. Uh, here we oh. go. Emails. Brian's back. Brian missed us last week, but he's back with a fresh email. Is it safe? Pod talk show. A couple things. I don't believe in freedom of speech. Ooh. The notion that anyone can say whatever they want anywhere at any time and everywhere else just has to be cool with it is a stupid one. Wow. Okay. He's got this broken up three ways. Do we want to talk about them section by section? Sure. Let's cover the freedom of speech here. Do you guys believe in the notion that people should be able to say whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want? I mean, I'm sure he's aware of the uh, yelling fire in a crowded theater. I mean, protect speech is protected up until that limit. That's that's the old, who is it? Um, damn it. Is it the, the Warren rule? Nope. I think I'm getting that wrong. But in any event, you can... You can say whatever the hell you want as long as you're not creating a panic and you're not creating imminent danger. That might be... I forget if we talked about January 6th or whatever and Trump and Twitter. I think maybe that's where that's coming from because we talked about Elon Musk buying Twitter and Trump coming back and how I didn't really care about that. Uh, yeah. And it seems like Brian also wouldn't care about that either. You know, Trump is Trump is back. He can say what he want on what he wants on Twitter, but a lot of people absolutely freak out over the idea that you know he'd have a microphone in any way whatsoever. I I'm sympathetic to that view because he was the president, and clearly he was you know clearly he was uh, ginning up a lot of anger and support. But yeah. I mean, basically, say whatever you want. I mean, obviously, unless you're causing it imminent harm, you should be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe in 99% of everything anyone says at any point, basically. Say whatever you want, but understand that there are consequences for what you mm -hmm. may may say in certain contexts like hey if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna go around and drop bombs and words that you know that you can't say well deal deal with the consequences like yeah freedom 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 we fucking talk about freedom like it's this binary thing like black because and white. you're absolutely 100 percent right in everything that you're saying I wanted to say whatever the fuck I want, whatever the hell I want to say it. And it's like, sweet. Like, we can protect what you want to say 99.4% of the time. And that other time when you say what you shouldn't say, you're going to have to deal with consequences, be them immediate. When, like, if you can't just go up to someone and say, x y and z there might be immediate consequences to that yeah and i and i'm fine with that i i'm actually fine with i don't i don't believe in you know eye for an eye makes the whole world blind like you go up and you say something hurtful to somebody and they hurt you back well maybe that's the only way for some of you ding dongs to understand that you said or did something hurtful to somebody i ain't got it, time to be distracted by your worthless chime it's gone <laughs> fascinating rate, perspectives yes is does that make sense or, or no yeah no it's a fascinating perspective and i appreciate well, it you know we could be uh how about this old bit you know 
we could be in China right now. We could be a lockdown in Shanghai. You know, they could go anywhere. They have no rights. They have no freedoms. Is that what you want? Is that what you want, guys, huh? Take away all our freedoms and our rights. Dude, that's I, I, the way the way you presented that is like, here's this old chestnut. It is an Big old deal. chestnut. Whatever. Accidents happen, right? It is an old chestnut, but it's it certainly is. Yeah, it's a morsel. Mm. Yeah. Snack on that morsel. What is a morsel, by the way? Like a piece of candy? Small thing. I feel like a morsel is hot, though. It's got to be hot. Oh, like, a, like a hot cookie. Mm, have a morsel of this cookie I'm putting together. Wait, uh, a morsel is a hot cookie, but have a morsel of this hot cookie. See, you're not even. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how to spell morsel. How the heck do you spell morsel? M O R S E L? Is that not right? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, uh, anyways, okay. okay, so yeah, freedom of speech, whatever. It's always going to be this bullshit argument that's going to be conflated for whoever's trying to make their argument one way or the other. I'm going to say what I want when I want. I don't try to hurt people. I'm not a cruel bastard, and I'm fine with that. That's me. I also don't have like a giant platform, like a uh, I don't know, someone who has a TV show. That's the other. That's the other point. Is like regular people can say literally whatever they want, pretty much, almost absolutely. The bigger your platform, the more responsibility you actually have, and it's baked into your it's baked into your job description, baked into your yes. life. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so, think I mean, that's my point. Obviously, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't be able to incite a riot if you're, I don't know, just some shithead on on YouTube who's got ten followers. There's, you can say whatever you want. Not there's nothing that can possibly happen with you activating nine other people, but. If you are the rating president and you're on your way out and you start to instigate that, yeah, I, I get it. I understand why the January 6th thing like uh, scared people. I personally thought it was uh, laughable, but whatever. Okay. All right, let's move on to the second part of Brian's email. I think the pending decision of Roe v. Wade will galvanize uh -oh. people to come out and vote just as Luke alluded to. I'm also not looking forward to the smug fucking look I'll have to suffer from my mom when that decision is official. I think that's where my politics lie now. Anything to shut down that smug shit-eating ring yes. for my mom on the weekends and birthdays and family reunions. Dude, this is uh, politics. He's, he's absolutely... This is exactly what politics is in this country. It is what you have to deal with on the weekend. The people you have to eat dinner with. That's it. I mean, you know, well, what do we, what are the rest of us actually do? I mean, I, I, the first to admit, I'm not out there like doing activism. I'm not doing that. I'm not going door to door. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. Wow, I dude. I don't quite see the, the need for it. If we're all pretty much rational human beings, we should actually come to some similar conclusions. He's a hundred percent right. You're sitting in that room on Thanksgiving and you better... You better be ready to eat some shit when it comes down to this decision. You Why better be you? ready to argue. You bet. Just yeah, and then get <gasps> smacked, by your, smacked by your dad when too you're soon. Milk. I would if, if my, well, my, my dad's actually <laughs> fucking brain dead. But like, I, I don't know. Like, I I've had a, a different experience. It's all personal, you know. It's all it's all individual. I am so thankful that I don't have parents who put me through the ringer, made me go to church, made like indoctrinated me. That's that's one of the things I am most 
thankful for growing Because up. your recently divorced mom has a crush on her trainer, and he eats <laughs> like this, so now you have to, too. If my mom had a crush on her trainer and was married to my dad, that'd be fine. But the line is drawn if my mom tries to make me eat like her recent crush trainer eats. I bet you it's would like, buy my rent. You can, you can, <laughs> where's the moral logic in that? Like, hey, mom, if you need to step outside the marriage and go fuck your trainer, I'm sure you've got your reasons. I'm not going to step on your feet and uh, God bless. But <laughs> if you tell, if you try to tell me what to eat, it's like, that's almost more of a, you know, that's more offensive to me than if you cheat. I don't know. I don't know. Sweet setup, Ice Man. <laughs> I don't know where my moral my moral compass is all is all jacked, but uh I don't know, man. Families are families are difficult and just I don't know. Tell you I went out to dinner with a uh Stephanie and I went out to dinner last night with a couple a, a friend friends of ours who are a couple and her family is like Hasidic Jewish to the nth degree. Can't touch females and males. Can't touch uh, her. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend can't like hug the sister, the mom, or anything like that. And it's mm-hmm. real. It's real fucked up. Like I don't know what I would do if my mother and father were Hasidic Jews and I couldn't like touch anybody or talk to anybody. And I'm like, that's when I told her, I was like, that's kind of when I, my fangs come out and I don't have a lot of tolerance for that. And she brought up a good point and it basically comes down to cost benefit. It's like with your family, with friends and coworkers, et cetera, you can deal with it. But with your family, why is it different? Uh, I don't know, but it is, and it's a cost-benefit machine you have to work, and the cost is telling your family how you live a polyamorous lifestyle, and they're Hasidic Jews, and and being ostracized from your family, and the benefit is basically what? Nothing. It's just- With you by my side, there is no Christmas display that I can't sue the city over. <laughs> what did? What did I? Did I miss? Did I miss like a conjunction or something? And you said, "Okay, well, maybe we'll have to take this offline." Were you just saying that people? We talking about you, a, you, missed, you missed a lot. You took a piss and you missed you missed a bit. But uh, yeah, no, okay. no, I, I no, I, I put you. I had you on speaker. I was listening. Uh, what I. What I was curious about is in this polyamorous part. <laughs> I just don't understand. Well, I'm just talking about. Does it, we don't have to continue to interrogate it. Just curious. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off in outer space about Roe v. Wade yeah. and talking to your mom about something. You know, talking to your mom. Just tell your fucking mom how you feel dude hey listen everyone out there tell your mothers and your fathers how you actually fucking feel and let them volley back see what they they prophet god is a superstition (laughs) 
I'll never Sweet. forget. I'll never forget. Uh, at some point, I asked my dad if he believed in God, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'm an atheist now," because I had just hammered him with like constant arguments. You know, being being a young whippersnapper and getting into all of the you know getting into philosophy and whatnot and being completely dedicated to just kind of dealing with things on in these abstract terms and he was like yeah no i guess i'm an atheist because I, mean, I, I don't think he ever really thought about it that much <laughs> until i started thinking about it a lot and then he had to think about it a lot because i kept making him think about it hey listen if you are progressive if you uh, are a thinker if you're a reader even if you're just a little bit left of center t fucking brainwash your parents call your parents and ask them simple questions like do you think you should have health care do you think that a woman should choose what happens to her own body do you think a b c and d a lot of your parents will just level with you and tell you yeah you know i don't know i mean maybe i'm maybe I, again maybe i'm just projecting but I thought my mom was kind of conservative and then we started talking about it and you just use simple language with your seven-year-old mother exactly. and you can find common ground and I'm not trying to brainwash my mom, but if you can, if I can get my mom to vote for Bernie Sanders in the fucking primary, you too can have a civil conversation with your parents most most of most people can have a civil conversation. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. No. Well, everybody is. They're still human beings that are evolving, changing, thinking. Doing help people things. change. Um, help absolutely. Help, help people. I don't know. What is this? I mean, like coded language for brain, like for trying to abduct your parents. Well, then no, no, no. Uh, then then, then you'd have to about making a change. You'd have to actually admit we fear that. Change all discussion and all argument would be some form of brainwashing. It's not the way the world works. And we wow, should always be dude. Having these conversations. And I think you're right. You know, as long as you speak to people in kind of real, just regular terms and remind yourself not to be a pompous asshole too, while you do it, mm -hmm. then you have a real conversation and a real opportunity to maybe bring somebody around to your point of view. You're not convincing anyone. You're not convincing anyone if you make them defensive and put them on their heels, and then all of a sudden they start reverting to talking points that they heard on Fox or whatever the, the MSNBC or whatever their network propaganda, you know, state TV network of choice is. And you want me to change? Fuck you! Yeah, yeah. find that place. Find that. Find that place. Ask your working class poor parents or middle class parents if they feel like life is more expensive right now i asked my mom hey have you noticed that everything is more expensive yeah sweet there's an inroad awesome yeah everything's everything's more expensive have you noticed that have you noticed that people who make forty thousand dollars a year and have to pay you know, $12 for a fucking roll of toilet paper. You notice that that's a little different than it was in 1995, don't you?
Yeah, I mean, gas gas should almost be something that is actually tailored to your fucking salary. When you put that fucking credit card in, it should have an indicator. Your tank of gas is going to be $750, while somebody who actually works for a living, their tank of gas is going to be uh, 10 bucks. Yeah. It's All right, shit. We're fucking nuts. Wow, that would be intense. But, uh, but I literally... I, this is how everyone feels right now. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> all right we're only like one a through these emails so maybe we, should. we haven't even finished the first email yeah we're gonna move forward now i'm pulling the plug oh. uh, all right the last part of brian's email crypto my crypto portfolio looks very sad indeed <laughs> i bet it does yeah very very sad Sadly. i'm sorry the whales bud. yeah we're, we're not happy about it it's just very sad brian I feel for you. The wheels, the wheels, the whales will remain whales, but my modest investment looks like the fat kid nobody likes right now. <laughs> I'm still buying the dip on Cardano and Shiv. Really? You buy Shiv? That's fucking hilarious. It's like laying down a hundred bucks on an 11 pick parlay bet that uh, needs everything to go right that night. I like the action, even if the outlook doesn't look good. I think he's, I think he's got you dead to rights. You've done that. Yeah. You've done these, these big we celebrated. Uh, I did. That one night I won that nine. What was that a seven or a niner earlier this year? That was a. It was at least was nine. It was. Like, yeah, I think it was nine. It was a full on. Nine so it can happen. Parlay. Yes, the dream's alive. Happen. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Brian, I feel you. Me and Scott, you know, we talk about our crypto on here. I haven't even looked at it in the last week or so. I'm just going to. It's just there. And whatever's happening is happening right now. And I guess if I lose all my money. And I just let it sit there. Then I will be responsible. I definitely moved as part of the big panic, which was last week. Scott, I don't know if you can double check or verify this. When Ooh. word came out that Coinbase uh, would not would just consume your money if you had your money with Coinbase if they go out of business. Bankruptcy mm. means you lose, we take it. Which is not they're not close to bankruptcy at all. I think they had six billion in cash reserves, and then like another five million that they could go to. So. It just freaked everybody out when there was a big dump going on as well. And I was a part of that. I took my money, not my money, my actual crypto, out of Coinbase, and I moved it to my cold wallet where it is safe and sound over here now. So if Coinbase did go out of business, I would still have my Ethereum. So, Is that the wallet that you can't remember the password to? <laughs> if that was the case, then I would not do that because that's that's what happens. That happens to a lot of people. There's millions Guys. of dollars in crypto that is locked away forever in certain wallets because guys where, where the did the where did the coinbase thing come from was that that was like a press it was release? true it was from their uh updated term it's in the terms of service which every company yeah. has that nobody reads yeah. somebody yeah. just decided to dig through it and then release it this this is why this is why this stuff is so okay it it's the same as every other market in security and all that it is very except that it's not guaranteed by the government at all Okay. All right. So it's even, which is even more, worse. <laughs> yeah, more volatile. But I mean, you you you're getting this you're getting this notification from the company. So what does that do? Bunch of people dump it. So now they're less leveraged. I think the way this works, they basically get. Uh, I guess they they get a bunch. Of, I, I actually don't know. I gotta stop <laughs> talking like I really understand. Uh, <laughs> This is a recurring this is a recurring theme. 
Luke, Luke does not understand money and keeps talking about it. And, <laughs> and, and you've got, you, but you, it creates a immediate market reaction. Immediate. All of a sudden people start like dumping their, I don't know if you call it shares or whatever, but they, they start dumping the money they got in Coinbase. Now, I don't know. Uh, is somebody else basically there to scoop it all up? and buy it like really cheap is that how that works so. yeah the price goes down people are always buying so so then are you supposed gonna to buy it? Out to it or are you supposed to dump it and here's the thing you got no freaking power and you have no idea what you're supposed to do you could you could hold on to it and end up just getting fucked or well, you there's some hard times it. right now yeah i don't know it's, they said crypto it's, it's they so insane there's a lot it's, of bullshit out there though they said crypto would die every time it's been around for 10 years now it's had massive dumps the thing went down from eighteen to three thousand a few years back, so mm -hmm. it's had its like and it went up to what like thirty five or something. What where were you? It's at had its moments where year? it's gone up. Last year went up to sixty thousand, sixty five 60, almost so. thousand. And For you Bitcoin, had Bitcoin only, like, but Bitcoin. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are separate. Yeah. Bitcoin's been around for ten years, and it's had moments where it skyrocketed, and then it went down to nothing. And people bought it up. And last year, when they bought it up for three grand and it went to sixty five thousand, they were sitting pretty. So. But the question is, when do you sell? And, you know, don't be too greedy. Take profits. I took profits when I could. But right now, I've just been stuck. Like I said, that same price on Ethereum for shit. Now it's been seven months, six I months, mean, seven it's, months. So. It it's feels, just what it is. It feels like the way they look at financial markets, it, first of all, is very complicated. And however, if the periodization is long enough, you could expect things to go up again but as i mentioned last week uh that ben mckenzie episode of uh chapo where he was he was just talking about the the graphs are very parabolic and what happens is they usually what you'll see is uh, you'll see a dip you'll see like an in insane increase right before like a massive crash and kind of is exactly what happened right before or right after he said that uh, as I don't know, so he seemed to be onto something, but I don't know. Like the housing market, like any bubble, like any security, it's got to start to climb back up at some point. I just the money in your account, it didn't do too well. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's all right. It's not gone though, right? Your money is never gone, is it? I mean, you could you could be negative and then just hold on to the stock or hold on to the currency. Yeah, you can hold on. Yeah, you can hold but on. You don't worry. Oh. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone. Yeah, so I think what you're going to get is you're going to get a bunch of people that have the, the, the fucking investment is like gone way down and they're not going to get out at this level. So they're going to stay in. Fair and, enough. Yeah. yeah. So right. let's, okay. Crypto sucks sometimes, but don't give up. I'm not giving up. You want to know my position? That's fact. I'm not done yet. I'm still hanging in there, just like you, Brian. <laughs> and finally, Brian says, My question for today is who has the best trash food? Best pizza, best burger, best chicken sandwich? All question marks. Uh, oh, and Brian followed up this email with another quick comment Brendan's wedding, best rant <laughs> ever on this talk show. Best <laughs> ever in caps. So. Ryan really enjoyed that. Scott, and you should know. 100% correct. It brought someone joy, and that's a good, good. thing. Wild. But yeah, let's knock this out real quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time. We got more emails to do. Uh, best pizza, go. Are we talking like locally? Company. 
we're talking company. Yeah, not like you know, Trash pineapple food. and ham. We're talking who makes the best pizza. Oh Christ! I mean, I think for me, uh, if it's somewhat of a chain, I'm gonna say Cottage Inn. I really love Cottage Inn's pizza. It's delicious. Mm. I will say that. Hate Deep that. dish though, or round. Terrible. Actually, I'll do both. I'll do both of them. Yeah. Terrible. Choice. I mean, I I guess I do like Jets locally. Oh, Although, Jets really? I don't like Jets. It's it's, it's all right. I mean, uh, and then other than that, Sapinos has the best slice in Detroit. But oh, there you go. Okay. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't speak to pizza in Boise, Idaho, or Biloxi. Uh, right. I, I love. I do love pizza houses. It's really expensive in Ann Arbor, but the deep dish, which is basically Chicago style, if you can uh, find some room for it, it's delicious. ah yeah, Pequods <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago is the best Chicago it. style. Also. Oh man, mm. I can remember Mich- Michigan. Oh yeah, Mich- I love Michigan. Probably, dude, Mich- I went there a lot. Yeah, I forgot about that place. Good call. It's ruled, man. It, yeah, like, I can't believe I forgot list. about that. Yeah, they, I called they the were, pizza dude. They were fantastic. They didn't survive the pandemic, which oh, they sucked didn't. Yeah, they, they were, were never they that were, busy, anyways. They were never busy, but they were really good. The they were. best best burger. Oh, John probably knows best chicken sandwich. Pizza like, dude. Best burger. Best burger is it's got to be a local thing. Uh, if I'm going with, first of all, if I'm going to go straight up trash food, fast food, or whatever, I, I'm a Big Mac guy, so do That's with stupid. that. Well, I know. Burger King, Burger King <laughs> I makes know. the best burgers in fast food. So, I, yeah, it, I knew that was oh, going to be. It's already contentious. We're never going to get to it. We're never ever going to get to an agreement on that one. Uh, I'm about other, I'm kind of I'm kind of about that Culver's burger as far as that's like, trash. Oh Culver's is not bad. All right, but here's here's the burger real king one. is Burger King sucks, dude. Here's the real oh, one man. that's the they best burgers, right? <laughs> guys, in our neighborhood, it's owl. O dot w dot l dot owl. Their burger is phenomenal. The second best uh, burger after that in our area is at the Traverse City Whiskey Company, which what? makes no fucking sense. But they share they share a kitchen with Como's and they have a they have basically a similar burger. So they share a kitchen with Como's. Como's has their own style. Traverse City Whiskey Company has their slightly different variation on it. And that's the other best burger that I've had. Como's has the best Detroit style pizza in the area. Yep, that's also true. So if you are in Ferndale, the <laughs> best Detroit style pizza is at Como's. No question. <laughs> no question. Well, the best burger for me, it's still Bates Burgers are great. They're really, really good in Livonia. Oh, Bates Burgers. It's basically, it's basically like a Hunter House Burger or one of these other places. They're never both been. The same, so. I still have Bates never Burgers tried delicious. a Bates Burger. It's delicious. It's a simple grease bomb burger, but it's not like a slider. It's an actual, it's not too big either. It's just a burger, and you can put a couple patties on it if you want. They're like quarter pound patties, probably at the most. Here's what also makes those amazing. Uh, Well, okay, now you bring that up. I'm thinking, all right, Miller's has to be in the mix. I thought of Miller's, but you know, I only went there once, and it was 10 years ago, and I don't remember being impressed, so I'd have to go back to find out. Well, and they they only serve like eight ounce, they serve like eight ounce beers, and they charge you like pint prices. It's very bizarre. And, but the, the burgers are great. But Bates, that's one that my dad has talked about for years, has told me to go to Bates. I have never been to one, so. Yeah, it's right make, around the corner I'm, for me. I'm, I'm going to be making that happen this week. In the Detroit area, it's Red Coat. It's, yeah. I guess, Miller's. Uh, well, Green I Stables. Love, 
I love the uh, Cutter's Burger in Eastern Market. Cutter's Burger. And uh, yeah. Those okay, what about best chicken sandwich? That's the last part of his email. Well, best local chicken. Do this quickly. This is clearly the best chicken sandwich. Is Luke's uh, Luke's chicken sandwich the delicious? Uh, what was that Japanese chicken sandwich you made? That's right. Yeah, the made no it with. Bread. Uh, <laughs> yep, made it with uh, made it with shokuban, uh, the chicken katsu. That's by far like, yeah, I I, I killed it. Uh, it's better <laughs> better than anything you'll ever have. And the best over-the-counter chicken sandwich is Popeyes. Absolutely. It's got to be. Yeah, I haven't even been the to the spicy that. chicken Popeyes sandwich yet. Yeah, forget it. It's good. I, I tried it once, and it really was that good. It, and the line was always so long all the time after that that I never, I never yeah, went. No, back, no one so. cares now. But people, you can get a big deal. You can get a chicken sandwich at Popeyes now. It's fine, but you still somehow can't get a chicken sandwich at. Uh, What's the terrible place? Uh, chicken katsu sandwich. Make it the way you would make. The, just put the ingredients on it <laughs> that you would want on any regular chicken sandwich. Uh, butterfly the chicken breasts and flatten them out. Put it in the egg wash. Uh, dredge it in the flour. Uh, breadcrumbs. That's it. Just fucking lay that baby down. It was three minutes on each side. Lay that bastard down. Fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sounds I like forget porn. pornography. I forget when this goes out to the world. It's it's there forever. Uh, <laughs> the what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. I uh, forget. God is all powerful everywhere. You know. There infinite. we go. There you go. I knew it. I knew it was on making, here. God's making your chicken sandwiches. You're going to be all good. Just just relax. Enjoy your chicken sandwiches. I think Brian <laughs> definitely wrote this when he was starving, and that was his last mm. comment because he was probably looking at like Uber Eats and being like, ah. What do I eat right now? But he didn't realize we don't respond instantly. Yeah. <laughs> he needed yeah. an instant response. Okay, so I feel bad. We left what him hanging. What is the thing that uh, anybody has to do? What is it you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Eric, uh, shout out to Eric who uh, does these, did these cuts. We need a new batch of these cuts. These are from last summer. So we're definitely due for like a new round of uh, audio cuts. <laughs> I feel like I alienated him at some point. Maybe I was no rambling the entire episode. They're so funny. Are you kidding me? I mean, these these always bring laughter to me. They've always been funny. So what happened, if those of you that are newer to the show and don't know, uh, our friend Eric, who listens to the show, he cut up all these audio clips of us talking from the show over the first, like, six to eight months of it. So when you hear this, for example. Everything is just always the same and getting worse. That's Luke. <laughs> And that was, it's called Future Luke. That was from Je June 8th, 2021. So that was almost a year ago, Luke, that you said that. So nice. that's where those come from. And they've always brought us laughs. They're very funny. I still believe in that. So at least I, at least I have not deviated. No, no, not at all, man. You're the fucking man. I love that shit. So uh, best chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's probably that Popeye sandwich. I will say uh, when I went to Chick-fil-A when I lived in Maryland, their spicy chicken sandwich was fucking great. It really was good. And I got to give it up to them. I will give it up to them for that because it was tasty. So it's delicious. I can't another, another franchise thing. Good franchise. Exactly. Good, exactly. Good, good products. You know, I can't think of like a, I'm a telling locally you that. made chicken sandwich. I'm trying to think of one right now where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go get. I don't. I guess I don't eat a lot of those or I don't have one that's like in the chamber right now. Although I'm sorry if I let you down. That's true. I make mistakes. Just just know this. Uh, if if you're getting a if you're going to Burger King. Do not go to the Eight Mile Burger King. But there will be good Whoppers elsewhere. 
<laughs> That's true. Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Boomers, I hope y'all die. Fuck my parents. <laughs> Fuck boomers. <laughs> Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Fuck my parents. Fuck all you boomers. I hope y'all die. <laughs> That was another one that Eric made. <laughs> that's solid. Yeah, I forgot about. We haven't heard that one in a while. That's a yeah. That's a classic. So okay. So oh, and the last one. Okay, this this always made me laugh too. So. <laughs> oh, I love Matt. I love how Matt's laugh is so so chewy. There, it's like, wow, yeah, we miss you, Matt. That's good stuff. Best adjective I've ever heard to describe. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Next email. On the, is it, never forget. Is it savepod at gmail.com? Hello from Danny. What is Danny. something? Danny. What is something you are really looking forward to? Question mark. Death. Mm, I'm, I'm always looking forward to death there. I shout that out. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> it's you. It's the exact opposite of what's your biggest fear. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. That's a shout out. Shout out. Um. Yeah. What am I looking forward to? Well, we're looking uh, forward to this uh, sunny day real estate. And yes. Show oh, in great call. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's it. That's that's an absolute one hundred percent top notch call. I couldn't believe it. I got the Universal. news the other day. We should have talked about this earlier. I'm glad this came up in this email because when I got the text from my friend Travis, he's like, "Sunny day's coming. It'd be really cool if you got a ticket." Because I kind of screwed him. He's, I know he holds this grudge. If you're listening to this right now, Travis, I'm sorry if I disappointed you. We were supposed to go to New York City to see Sunny Day when they last toured in 2009 slash 10. And some, I couldn't go or I wasn't able to go. I, I was in class in my senior year. I think it had something to do with school. But either way, I know Travis was sad about that because we didn't get to do that together. And I didn't get to see him at all, which was stupid because I've never seen Sunny Day Real Estate. So I'm finally going to get my chance. I will not miss the show. September 18th. It's a Sunday night in September. I'm going to be there. And I'm looking forward to it. It's important to have something oh, yeah. that you're looking forward to three months out just to, you know, ease ease the pain in between now and then. I agree. So that's going to be amazing. And I've never seen him. So, I mean, so good. Can't wait. Yeah! They're going to play in circles like this. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yep. Just going to be having a... It's going to be... Unless the fucking bumping. drummer dies and the goddamn tour is canceled. Oh, oh man, that's so man. sad. These, these, these drummers are really bumming everyone out. Fucking drummers. <laughs> he well, did I mean, die, didn't you, he? Didn't the drummer Taylor die? Hawkins? We're talking about Taylor Hawkins? Or we're talking about Hum's drummer? Hum's drummer oh, died too. That, so. that was the drummer, a, yeah, yeah, that was the tour that I was Hum's drummer yeah. to. Yeah. Actually, I have a friend of mine. Scott, if this does happen, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you in on this. Uh, she's trying. Matt Talbot of Hum does these in-person shows in people's living rooms, 
He really does. Like, he'll come in and just play a set. It's acoustic, so it's not like the full hum experience, but Matt Talbot comes by with his guitar, and he plays you a show in your living room. He's done this a few times. And if it happens again, if he does go out and does it again, I have a friend who's been talking with him and really thinks she's got a lead on it. It might actually happen, so I'll let you uh, stay tuned on that. I don't want to hear hum acoustic ever. It's not ideal. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. I, well, I don't either. I want to hear the but whole band. But if you were talking if, to John Scott, if you called me up and you're no, like, no, no. by the way, he's frozen. John Scott seems to be frozen. Oh, he is frozen. Good. Maybe he's yeah. talking. I wonder if he's had a if he had a if he was excited about that. I got to get this a picture before it goes away. I actually I didn't. Yeah, I actually I didn't notice. Him. I got a screenshot of John Scott's face frozen in time. <laughs> I didn't notice he was frozen for probably like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll happen. Anyways, uh, yeah, so sunny weird. day. That's something going to be sweet as hell. Looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, I look forward to, I'll tell you this, Danny. I look forward to playing softball. I play three times a week, and every day I play, I get so excited. It boosts my day a bit. It's nothing crazy. It's not like, you know, we're just playing. And I just enjoy it. It's good to be outside. It's good to shag flies, shit like that. Play a little play a little softball. It's an old man's game, but it's fun. That brings me joy. And I look forward to that every week. And I also look forward to seeing Leanne, my girlfriend, every weekend. But that's more of like a week-to-week thing. So we only spend weekends together because during the week she's got to work in Canada. And I think that's mm. uh, pretty much everything I look forward to. Anything yeah. else you're looking forward to, Luke? Oh, man. I mean, same things. I... I look forward to, honestly, I look forward to just waking up in the morning uh, with my wife. I mean, that's always uh, wonderful and, and nice. And we got a couple of idiot cats that crawl over us and it's uh, it's goofy. Uh, softball, obviously, definitely great. And I fucking look forward to yard work and other people can't understand this. I've had this conversation with you, Mike, specifically many times. You're like, I just don't understand. It seems like you enjoy doing yard work. And it's like, yeah, it does. There's this strange thing. It's like, I can't say I enjoy it, but I'm like entertained by it the same way that, you know, it might not be entertaining to watch, uh, I was going to say Requiem for a Dream, but I genuinely hate that movie. So, How would you feel about making a change? Like, wow. is it is it entertaining? I don't know. Pick, pick a movie that's kind of tough to watch. That's it's You loved it, but it's definitely oh, not something The one we watched recommend. last week. Last one we watched last week for Cinema 9, the, uh, the Robert Eggers movie. I would never watch that again. Which one? Lighthouse or The Northman? No, no. Or which? No, the other one. Yeah, which. So, like, yeah, I'm not so, going to watch that ever again, but it was a great, held up. So. great example great example you can't really recommend it as like it's not like an enjoyable experience however it is entertaining i mean the french have a totally different way of looking at what's entertaining and what isn't and that's kind of how i look at yard work it's kind of like okay. yeah this sucks but at the same time i in i enjoy this you know i will wow dude I'll find some peace. I'll be entertained and I'll listen to my podcasts and whatnot. So it's, are you not entertained? Uh, by the way, so John Scott lost his internet. He just texted me. So he's done. So there will be no more John Scott for the rest of the show. Very sorry about that. man. Maybe that's an omen. Like we should just wrap it up anyways. Uh, hold on. We got another email. We got to do that. Okay. Well, we got to finish email, but I want to see Danny. I want to have Scott here to answer him. Because, Danny, you had a second question on this. I want Scott to answer that. So I'm going to table that second question for next yep. week. Yes. And we can read Mr. Pink's emails. I don't think he asked a question. Mr. Pink, 
Thanks for taking the time to read or respond to my emails last week. I always appreciate your collective perspective on things. Not sure what you guys have up for discussion next. As I write this, we're about 24 hours out from yet another mass shooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing. I don't know if I... I think it says it all, the fact that we didn't even mention it because it's just routine. Well, Business as usual. Uh-oh, wait a minute. He's back. Look who's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's John Scott. <laughs> Woohoo! Wow, dude. Hi. Internet Hi dropped. there. We were... We're going to pull the plug. The internet dropped. I saw Fuck. that. John, I, I saw you calling my cell phone. I was like, I, I don't know what I can do for you right now. This is. No, no I just wanted to. I wanted to do a live call in and be like, hey, oh, you got to call Mike for those. From Detroit. What's going on? Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, Matt Selbitz playing a personal. <laughs> oh, yeah. We moved on from that. Yeah. Uh, Danny had a second part. To, so we talked about what we're looking forward to. The second part of Danny's question was, what is something you are really dreading? Uh, the, the, the state of financial affairs, like money. Also, like basically. also waking up tomorrow? Money. <laughs> That's my answer. One word answer. Trying wow. to figure out how to deal with money and a house and living. Don't you feel like... Remember, no matter how bad life gets, there is always beer. Yes. Let's do a, let's do a big one. Let's do a big one. Uh, here's something I, I'm dreading, and maybe this makes me a little freakish because maybe a lot of people don't really care about this kind of thing, but I am dreading the uh, the 2024 election scenario Ugh. and and the disgusting fucking reality of what that's going to be. How do you think I mean, people? Uh, yeah, people in Pennsylvania. It's fucking terrible, and it's going to make me I sick. Stomach, and I, I might sit out, or I might even vote. I might even vote the opposite way. Just uh, how are you supposed to send a message to these fucking people? They're complete monsters. What are you My, talking about exactly? Uh, okay, uh, Biden, Kamala. Uh, midterms are going to be. Everybody is trying to whip up support and get people to go out there and vote for basically vote for <laughs> Roe v. Wade, right? Or based on Roe v. Wade. Yes. In this in this midterm this year. But two yeah. years from now, we're gonna have a presidential election. Yes. And Biden is already, I don't know, uh tapioca pudding in his fucking head. So what are you gonna do with that if he does not run? Who do you think is going to run for him? It's going to be fucking Kamala. And are you going to vote? Are you going to vote for that? I mean, I honestly, of course, I think Republicans are just an insane unit of human beings. He does they, amazing work. But I can't tell which one I hate more now. It used to be just lesser of two evils. Right. Now it's almost now it's like inverted. It's it's like so insanely screwed up. I I can't I I can't do it. I, I just I can't fucking do it. And we're gonna end up with a Republican president because of people like me, because I'm not voting for these fucking uh these monsters. Mm. God damn and it! I'm, I don't I am know how to express myself unless through anger and personal attack. I'm getting very upset. Yeah, I'm I am dreading I am dreading what happens in 2024. I really am dreading it. I know it's way way early but it's not doesn't feel that early 
when you got a guy that's fuck his his brain is coming out of his fucking ears and he does, he can't fucking weave a weave a story together like he can't even complete a sentence i'm just going to how how are you supposed to vote for that what because i'm going to fucking better than wheel myself yep i'm going to wheel my dumb ass to the polls in 2024 get trusted like, like Ray Liotta eating his own fucking brain at the end of Hannibal and vote and vote left. I'm going to vote left on every single thing. I'm going to be, where do I vote left at? You can't. And then I'm no just going to vote. I'm just going to, I'm just going to cast a straight ticket fucking liberal ballot. Doi, put it in, put it oh in the machine God. and go get a fucking chicken sandwich because those are my only fucking options you're right that's it nope. you're Duh. right in a way in, you right. in a, in a way a i get mine yeah i i it's, a, it's depressing no i get insane i get i get insane i i i go crazy on on this pot a lot and go on a bunch of rants it and at the same time i know maybe that's where it comes from because like that anger is what motivates those fucking rants i don't have any other options either and you know when i really look down you know when i really look deep yeah matt lewis is right you know there's there there is no better option but i am now deciding at this point to completely withhold i am staying the fuck home because we are all gonna, now we are all now being what do yeah. you what do you hope to accomplish Completely he is a disenfranchising, bad man. completely disenfranchising the Democratic Party. But no one else. There are going to be millions of people that do that. Doesn't and matter. Yeah, I think I, I think more millions should do it. I think everybody should disenfranchise the Democratic Party and should completely strip them of any power that they've got. Because all they do is they punch left and they actually stop progress from happening. They are not progressives. They are not socialists. They're not anybody that does anything for literally anybody else in this country. Yes, they they have been standing on this. They have been like protecting this line where it's like they're better than whoever. Yeah, better than Republicans. Yep. But that's not that is not good enough. Not, and when are no, they going to get it through their thick fucking heads? That never, it's not good enough? never. Unless, so unless you withhold your vote, vote for the and, unless everybody stops voting for Democrats, unless never fucking sh just lets them choke to death on nothing. Yeah, I completely agree with you, but I am of the wake me up when it's time to vote for the fucking underwhelming leftist party I idiot. About becoming more accelerationist uh, year after year, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of there are a lot of pragmatic types that will want to have an argument with me. I'd say fucking bring it. I'm I'm so fucking sick of this shit. It's terrible. They're, they have an absolute. It's not like they've got like an absolute mandate. You know, Obama had one. Completely fucking wasted it. So now here we are again. They at least have all three chambers and they are not doing jack shit. And I guess uh, unless you consider the fact that the Democrats want to have constant bipartisan support, which basically means they want to have Republican votes. So 
just think about how fucking basic that is. You want to have you need to sell your thing into Republicans, which means the thing that you're going to do is fucking garbage. Remember, Republicans aren't going to fucking give you the same quarter. They are not going to give you quarter. They are going to ram through whatever the fuck they want, and they've already done it through the courts. They just did it in a back-channeled way that's been going on for 35 to 45 years. They've been smarter. They've been better. They have been more cutthroat. It's just, it's that, honestly, the best thing that Aaron Sorkin ever wrote is is Charlie Wilson's War. We talked about like Sorkin stuff before, but it's Charlie Wilson's War, and it's what Sorkin wrote for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Everything Philip Seymour Hoffman says in that is the best thing that Sorkin wrote, and it still kind of stands up and still good. And his okay, screen, yes, right. sorry, done. Point made. <laughs> now we know what Luke's dreading. I think it's very clear now, Danny. If he didn't have the proper question. Or answer that you sought. Please let us know. Is it safepod at gmail.com? Okay. Uh, personally, something I'm dreading this year? Eh, I got nothing. Uh, nothing is coming to mind at the moment. There's a lot of things to look forward to. But uh, I'm somewhat dreading starting my uh, counseling placement. It starts next month. Uh, it's going to be a big adjustment. Getting back into nice. a building that is called an office, generally, and talking to people. Uh, I'll have to be actually counseling real people. It's one thing to do it and just talk about it, but to actually put it into practice, it's going to be a completely different ball game. And that's supposed to start on June 2nd, which is a couple weeks away. And I still have not locked in a placement area so or location. So that's going to be a problem, and I'm working on that. I'm dreading doing that. That's all I'll say. All right, we were starting Mr. Pink's email when John Scott came back on. So let's take it from the top. John, here we go. Mr. Pink says, thanks for taking the time to read and respond to my emails last week. I always appreciate your collective perspective on things. Wonderful. Not sure what you guys have up for discussion next. As I write this, we're about 24 hours out from yet another mass shooting. I don't know if I have the wherewithal to talk about it in any depth. Same. I heard the reason why that jackass shut up the grocery store is race-related. That seems like a fresh take on an old problem of mass shootings. It's not religion or sexual orientation this time. So I guess we're bringing back the oldies. The truckload of hopes and prayers has certainly been shipped. Maybe it'll arrive in time to make a difference. <laughs> oh, funny. It is. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, hard on hitting that, on that note. I mean, <laughs> whatever you come out of, come out of Jim Crow and all of a sudden shootings. Uh, maybe, maybe there are more, kind of religious-based uh, and sexist-based shootings, but I actually don't know of any shootings where people were taking out women, unless I'm missing one in our in our vast shooting enterprise uh, history. I, I don't exactly remember. But they, no, I mean, mostly shootings in this country have been either race-based or just... Uh, based on based on like disillusionment, you know, maybe some kind of religious uh, nonsense or whatever. But yeah, they're just mental illness. It's not a fresh take. Maybe. It's it, it's it's unfortunate that there are no fresh takes anymore on these fucking shootings. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, this guy was talking about replacement theory, and replacement theory is something that's oh boy. Uh, so yeah, it's complete. I guess whatever. Yeah. Okay. So the country does legitimately get uh, 
it does take on a different complexion if you only look at the country demographics as formed by race and as formed by maybe racial pigmentation it's this this is an 18 year old kid who is you know who already had a kind of militant upbringing of some sort and already had already had designs uh and it's truly i i usually bristle at the idea that they they want to paint everybody as just like a white supremacist but like this is very clearly that is a fucking just disgusting fucking act of violence by a white supremacist okay yeah well said i mean same old shit just another day around here doesn't matter whether it's a mosque a synagogue a grocery store a movie theater mm-hmm. someone's yep. apartment someone's uh, backyard i don't know someone's toilet it's all done in the same spot Shoot, 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 murder, murder, murder. People always have access to guns. The country was born on racism. It was born on guns. These things are never going to change. They're not. They're just not going to change. Yeah, maybe being fundamentally fundamentally born out of racism, uh, maybe that's part of the problem. It could be, too. It's all. Is it it possible that our history of racism that is rooted in our very Constitution could be contributing to this? I don't know. Wow, dude. All I know is these things are part of our society. Racism and gun shootings are always going to be a part of American culture because it was born that way. And you don't just, you know, it's hard to change a culture when you go to a school, let alone try to change the culture of an entire country. So (laughs) it's hard to change Uh, the culture of a football team. Hey, I'm the new coach. We're going to change the culture around here. Try to change the culture (laughs) of an entire country. Good fucking luck. Good fucking luck with that. There's no reason to admit that we might be wrong about anything. That's... That's humans. No reason to yep. admit that we're wrong. No reason to fucking admit that we need I mean, to not as a collective for some reason. Yeah. So these these shootings they happen all the time, and I'm not. Even, I'm not. What am I going to tell you? Oh, I'm so disappointed that we haven't passed any gun laws. Blah blah blah. No, because nobody gives a fuck. People and cry and, and they get bummed out and they moved on. The thoughts and prayer shit is t's and peas almost as offensive as the fucking act t's and peas t's and peas get your t's and peas on everybody get your t's and peas on honestly what makes this conversation so difficult for a lot of people to have is that it it instantly neutralizes anybody's ability to speak honestly about what's going on so it it makes it difficult to even have a conversation so when you're kind of inundated by whatever you're seeing in the media it's gonna be very impossible to get to any understanding but just understand that people are easily manipulated and they are everybody is people have been fucking more desperate in the last couple of years than they've been in a very long time I hate to say it like this. Well, let me just say this. I I hope there are no additional shootings coming out of this shit. And it doesn't come directly from Fox News. It doesn't come directly from people like Alex Jones. It's there is a, a real fucking dearth of, you know, some form of sustainable educational system here where we all have a similar sense of what common sense actually means. Yeah. Get your supervisor on the phone. All right. You know, this last part of Mr. Pink's email, it is involved and it's going to take a while. So I'm going to, we're going to pause there and I'm going to save that part of it for next week. Mr. Pink, I promise we will answer 
the last part of your email, which is a little teaser for you. It talks about what was the best period of your lives. What are the best decade to be? Is it best to be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s? There's a lot to unpack in there. So I'm going to table it, it for next week. It was week. in my zeros. I'm just going to like automatically. Here's a. You were yeah. great. Yeah. Those yep. zeros were killing it. it the, the zeros to the, to 10. Zero to 10. That shit was off Amazing. The hook. Yeah. Oh, and, God. <laughs> and maybe those had four... to use a toilet. I fuck. I just did whatever I wanted. I ran around. I find yeah. your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> maybe those four years that I was accruing debt at Michigan State, but didn't actually internalize it. <laughs> that was that was pretty good too. But yeah, we can. That's a great call. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, now uh, you're... Yeah, well, okay. We're gonna close the show out with our typical song. Uh, don't forget, is it safe? Pot at gmail.com If you want to get your me- emails involved in the show. And we'll be back next week doing the same thing we always do on the Is It Safe Talk Show, which is all about you guys connecting. Share the show with your friends or loved ones. Or even better, share the show with your enemies, people you loathe, and see if you can find some common ground. You never know. <laughs> Change the hearts and minds. Ed. Did you have a song uh, selection? I saw no, a I band. Like, go I ahead, saw yeah. a band this week. Uh, I saw a band who, this week. Who is apparently like changing the face of hardcore. It was fucking amazing. Their energy was akin to at the drive-in. Yeah, Luke, I thought about you. I've been I've been withholding on you gimme. guys, but gimme, but gimme, this, gimme. It's a it's a Baltimore, Maryland based band called Turnstile. Put on one of the fucking best shows the water song I've seen in a while. They've got a million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's impressive. I need I need a Mystery is pretty cool, but I think that Luke is going to Luke. You got to listen to this record. It's called Glow On, and they're doing it for the youth culture. Youth culture is not fucking dead. It's not about butt chugging <laughs> and uh, alcohol enemas and all of that shit. These are good, about respectable, crypto. loving 23 year olds. And those people exist in the world. I need turnstile blackout. Ooh. Okay, turnstile blackout it is. I used to live in the area, and uh, I don't know if I ever heard these guys over there. Have a, good, again, have, a, have a good day, y'all. I didn't get out much, so. All right, here's turnstile's blackout. See ya. And I can lie You know what